0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the Sheps and Preds podcast, where we will be delving into the division semifinals. Calgary is going to BC to face the Lions, and Hamilton is traveling to Montreal um, to face the Alouettes. It's going to be great action this upcoming Saturday, Uh, and to discuss it, it will be myself and Matt. Matt, say hello. Hello. Uh, We just finished the 2023 CFL regular season. So we will be doing a little bit uh, of review regarding what went down in week 21. Um, But considering those games were uh, basically immaterial, we won't spend too much time on them. Um, Matt, now that the 2023 season is over... What would you say your overall feeling about the season, uh, is, was, what's, what's the storyline in your mind?
1: Uh, storyline is the cream separating oh. the, the wheat from the chaff. The wheat has been separated. The cream has risen as it were, yes. um,
0: it rose early to be honest it,
1: well yeah it was very clearly separated and and not in a good way um unfortunately i think there was um the two teams you know i think we'll talk maybe talk the most about um in week 21 went head to head hamilton and montreal like two teams that were kind of always going to make the playoffs but yeah. um but probably i'm not shouldn't have like no one no one deserves to make the playoffs, but um, not a very exciting. <laughs> so you've got a team. I don't know if you can see. Uh, we talked about Montreal swept Hamilton. What was Montreal season series against Toronto?
0: I would have to think they got swept. I think so too. <laughs> well, because Toronto, Toronto only sixteen and lost. two. Yeah, with uh, so who
1: do they lose to? I don't.
0: We should have done this research. So they lost. Let's keep going. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to let people in on a little bit. Lost season. to Winnipeg. I did not discover the open in a new tab thing until oh, like so the nice. middle of college. I, I don't know how <laughs> I ever did anything on the computer. So it's kind of,
1: kind of. So annoying. Winnipeg week 17. Yeah, right, right. right. And...
0: On, keep going Calgary week nine the one Cal- where uh, Kelly okay. got knocked out right, right that's right. right yeah
1: so what we've got is a failure to communicate <laughs> we've got just like a very clear next stage in the uh, Eastern division Hamilton yes. lost every game against Montreal okay I think we can see that continue next week. Montreal lost every game against uh, Toronto. I think we can see that continue. Like there's very little, unfortunately, parity, especially um, in the Eastern divisions. Like there's a very clear stratification, um, unfortunately. And I think you have a little bit, you have a little more parity. Uh, obviously Calgary had had some crazy wins and... Um, Winnipeg and BC were you know went back and forth a little more parity there kind of a clear separation between Calgary BC and Edmonton or sorry Winnipeg BC uh, at the top and Calgary Saskatchewan and Edmonton on the lower end um, yeah so unfortunately we see those stratifications um, in a way we haven't seen in a long time you you now kind of no matter what you pred you kind of expect an outcome there there were upsets that maybe you felt comfortable calling like me with hamilton last week um but i would never say that there was like a clear or not there was let's see there was always a clear favorite
0: yes i think this is that is exactly like my it's funny we did not even confer on this but that's exactly (laughs) kind of my thing with the cfl regular season And why I'm excited uh, for the Grey Cup and, you know, what's great about football, it's one game, anything can happen. But I think, um, I believe it was uh, Mr. Danny Austin talking on Twitter about, you know, how do you rank this Argos team all time and unfair to them, but the clear as you said stratification i think works against them in an odd way because endeavor felt like and i think illustrated best by them still winning all but one of their games in the final what six weeks where they were intermittently resting different players right yeah so like if they're if they're beating people all the way through and taking everyone's best shot and they're 15 and or and they're uh, 16 and 2 then you're like, oh my god, these guys are all time, but you feel like they coasted to a 16 and two record, which ultimately is unfulfilling, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. Which, again, I will admit is unfair to that team. It's their not their job to you know make games competitive, um, but just in terms of how you remember them, like you know they they swept the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's, I don't know. And it's just tough. It wasn't, it wasn't the thing, you know, I think it's, it's, you never felt like this, I will say this, and this is also obviously not true. I mean, (laughs) it's not, I don't want to say like, maybe it is true, but it's certainly, I guess, rude. But it honestly, I would say this regular season outside of BC and Winnipeg, it doesn't actually feel like any team fought for any specific placement. Like it was just no, like the closest really we got was to happen. Edmonton they, fighting for a win, like that was the most Edmonton exciting fighting for a win because like Calgary, <laughs> Calgary, Saskatchewan, quote unquote, fighting for the final playoff spot was not a fight. Like this was not teams like going week in week out like dog fight. Not. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan lost their last seven games. Yeah
1: did see a right. little fight i think yeah i, but, I, I what agree. i'm saying is they like, just no, really it wasn't yeah, there was no driving it playoff wasn't battle. like
0: it wasn't a topping of performances um, especially in the west you know that fight for that final that third spot was not a oh who can have the best performance in the end it was like all right who can like mitigate their losses the most and like just try to scrape through uh, that's not overly memorable if you ask me um but, you know, like you said, there is a clear have and have not this season. Um, and now it's up to those guys uh, to prove that they deserve to get the job done and, and you know, make that we're going to have we're going to have battles and see if uh, we get the uh, rightful meeting 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 of uh, Winnipeg, uh, Toronto in the Grey Cup. We shall see. We yes. shall see. Um, with that being said, let's do a little review of week, uh, 21. So this past week, um, Winnipeg played Calgary. Uh, what, what do you want me to say about this game? It existed. It happened like Jake Mayer had a very, very suspect six of 15. It's like, this is, this bodes not well for the Calgary Stampeders
1: in,
0: in the most like shocking fashion. They just get like absolutely drummed, and it's not like like they tried and they just didn't get it done. Is team, that yeah? I mean, I a team I didn't get the
1: sense that they rolled over, but I also didn't really get the sense that they were trying really hard.
0: No, I certainly did not get the sense of <laughs> there. I get the. It's sense also hard to say. Like they're just there's just
1: so little like offensive output that you almost have to think it has to be (laughs) it has to be on purpose but my
0: you know like i said my take is that the game existed it took place jake Mayer got to throw the ball around a little bit um as ill-fated as it might have been um Not reigning, I think he was second in my voting last year, but certainly Johnny Augustine showing out uh, for a late season MUP uh, selection. For those that don't know, that's most underutilized player. Mm. Um, Love when Augustine gets some carries. So him and, of course, the reigning uh, two-time MUP, Sean Thomas Erlington, both showed out uh, in spell of their uh, all-star level starting running back. So that's always good to see. But, yeah, I mean, I think – this game happened. Let's uh, talk player performance prediction for this one. We all predicted this correct. Uh, we all had, Mo- or we all had Winnipeg, and uh, let me go into my notes from last week. Um, if you'll bear with me, and I will pull up uh, our player performance. Oh wow, God. I have so many notes. All I do is take notes. Do we even have a uh, player performance? I don't remember. I honestly do write don't. It right, I did me- write it down? I didn't write it down. No, I didn't write it down either. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. I think it was probably something ridiculous. I do know our player performance spread uh, for the next game, Montreal-Hamilton, which was over under 20.5 yards for Jeshroon Antwi. And my goodness, was that a good line? Because uh, he had 18 rushing yards so close Matt give us a little your talking points on Hamilton Montreal how'd you feel about this one uh
1: I felt I, I felt bad for Taylor Powell uh kind of given an opportunity to do a little bit of a mini tryout for some teams looking for uh young talent and really shit the bed as far as two interceptions in the fourth quarter um including a, a game ending one, uh, and given the opportunities, right? So um, we had a Cody missed field goal, C-O-T there, Cote. Uh, and so definitely Hamilton was in it. Uh, and obviously an unfortunate <laughs> punt return uh, touchdown for for Montreal. Like, you know, what are you going to do about that? Like sometimes they break out. Um, it can't but be, Hamilton, can't help it. Taylor had the, had the opportunity, had multiple opportunities in the fourth quarter to lead them to victory. Wasn't able to capitalize, and kind of really really struggled there. Um, that's unfortunate, um, but kind of not. Well, as we said pre-show, this was a this was a big opportunity for Hamilton to set the tone going back into Molson uh, this week, is say, okay, hey guys. You're, you didn't sweep us. Uh, we're ready to, to play. Like we're Just really, if, not, if nothing else than just for the talking points in the team meeting before the game. It's like, now what are the talking points? OK, let's go back in and try to beat these guys. Give it a, a fourth chance. They beat us every time. Last time we got really close, but we just couldn't compete at the end. We couldn't seal the deal. And then on the other side, Montreal you you know this is what's being said to Cody and, and his cohort is you guys got this you have beat them every time you face them even when you've had adversity you've overcome it let's go and get get our business yeah. done this week get and it's just done. yeah so that's really hard psychologically i think going into this upcoming week but yes. it is what it is
0: it is what it is um Let's talk about the season for our friend Cody Fajardo. Um, He has a new start in Montreal, leads him to a winning record. Uh, Now, as you've said earlier on the pod, uh, a distant second, but second nonetheless in the Eastern Division. Um, But numbers wise, numbers, just numbers, people don't get on me. I know there's more to the game. It's eerily similar to his past uh, two seasons uh, in Saskatchewan. Obviously, he broke out with that incredible season uh, where he was the Western uh, nominee for MOP. Um, But in the past two seasons, you know, in 2021, 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. 2022, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. This year, 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He did have a massive... Uh, uptick in yards this season uh, almost a thousand more than he had in 2021 so big production in terms of moving the ball Um, and he did have you know about 40 more attempts this year uh, than last year but he also played two more games um, which is also probably why he had a thousand more uh, passing (laughs) yards in 2021 uh, because he played five more games in that season um, obviously with the COVID shortened season Um, but anyway you know it's weird it's uh Cody just kind of stays the same, but I guess when the wins and wins are there uh, and you make the playoffs, people kind of stop talking about it. Just sort of an interesting uh, thing I noticed. It's, it all sort of stays the same, as odd as that sounds. Even, you know, fewer touchdowns per game this year, but they got the dubs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to, I do think they're going to win in uh, this upcoming week and have, you uh... You know, I think an Eastern semi is a great, it's great. Like, we really proud of you guys. Uh, good season, winning season, second in the division. You know, probably going to lose in the division semi, or the division finals to the eventual Grey Cup winners. And I I don't know. I, I don't know. A little bit of vindication. I think at least certainly they feel that for Maz and Cody. It's like... To, to really turn it. Yeah, I it around. would definitely say so, that those
0: those guys really uh, and probably rightfully so took a lot of crap. And you know what? Like I said, the only thing, the only currency in this game is wins and losses at the end of the day. And if you finish the season eleven and seven. That's not bad. There are only four teams with winning records in the <laughs> CFL this year. Out of five, four, four yeah, to five—not the,
1: not the league of Parity we wanted. Four the to league five of parody you, was all winners.
0: Four to five, and you were one of them. So, yeah, fair play mean, to I, you on that.
1: I and I don't—I've discounted them the whole season, and they were the team all the whole season where I discounted them. I picked against them a lot, and sure they—I <laughs> am a hater, uh, and they just disproved me. I mean, I, yes. I don't think they have a chance against Toronto, but. but i'm i'm happy for him i'm happy
0: for him all right and finally in one that really didn't matter uh, (laughs) toronto still beat ottawa god bless ottawa they just they tried it didn't happen uh (laughs) they ended the season uh four and 14 obviously not ideal um you know, whatever. Toronto got the job done. I'll be honest. I didn't watch this one. Uh, I don't feel guilty about admitting that. Uh, <sighs> this had literally no stakes. You got to give me some stakes. That's that's, that's why I love competitive sports is, you know, the drama. Uh, this one was void of that. So I kind of shelved that. And, and by goodness, I'm glad I did. I have no comments on this game.
1: No, no. Uh... Ottawa dust your uh, dust yourself off and try again. Yes. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit of uh, shakeup um, in the QB. Unfortunately, you oh, know. Obviously yeah. I, I rode with, with D. Crumb at the end of the season in fantasy and he you know, as far as a fantasy quarterback goes, he was completely serviceable, threw a lot of yards, threw a couple TDs, threw a couple interceptions, ran a little bit, did fine, but um He's just – unfortunately, it's not going to be enough uh, to at convenient. least – it's not going to be enough to stave off a uh...
0: – talk about the surrounding cast as well. Like, I mean, <laughs> these past years since Trevor Harris left, nobody's done well in Ottawa. Like, they've had difficulty True. getting the ball rolling. I think Crum, for sure, uh, very sure, he's definitely done enough, though, to keep himself in the conversation around the league.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he'll, I he think he'll did. be in Ottawa next year. Him, I but think I think you'll see somebody like a, a Drew Brown, um, maybe even a Taylor Powell, get a tryout, um, get some looks. You know, these are guys that are, I I don't know exact I don't know exactly because the CFL is so bad think? at publicizing their contracts. So but I think Powell's contract's up this year.
0: Yeah, we'll only know once their
1: season's done. I know for Ottawa,
0: Arbuckle is a free agent, um, so I can't imagine he'd be coming back. Nope. Um, I mean, what do I want to see? Obviously, I want to see them roll the dice just one more time with uh, Jeremiah Masoli. Um, but I'm going to be, I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I will say. Well, I think that
1: might be more up to Jeremiah Masoli than anyone. Facts, facts. So, yeah,
0: Crumb is <laughs> under contract. Uh, so, he'll be back in Ottawa. gives himself a chance. Well, I,
1: I mean, be back as the likely be, starter with. Some challengers is, yes. is what I think. I don't, I don't think you anyone to. You is. You can't
0: gonna... run the. You can't run it back with just <laughs> Crum and Masoli.
1: No, no. Like, I, no uh, I but assuming. I also don't think that they're going to bring in a guy like Drew Brown and be like, okay, Drew, you're our for sure starter. This is assuming Masoli's out of the yes. picture. Yes. Um. I think I think Crum is the assumed. Obviously, he's the incumbent. I think he'll be the assumed starter unless somebody else can come in and and show out true true i think that's correct um
0: let's do a little preds review um on the season standings matt incredible i'm honestly (laughs) i feel like this is the way standings work but you have uh kept yourself as one 57 and 25 and me at two 57 25 (laughs) i think it would be more of a tied for first scenario you you like it okay And, and I would actually make Tyler third, just saying. Um, oh, shit. Uh, we are tied exactly 57 on. and 25. There are five games left this season. Um, you are you happy? One, I'm happy. It now okay. says I'm first in the Preds. Going for that champ champ status.
1: Um, <laughs> Tactical, not error. I, I knew it was possible, but you know. I did let I did let that one slip away. With Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, you
1: know, I but you know, you know that's not
0: my game. I know it's not. You know what's interesting <laughs> though is I think that I I mean, I might not I'm going to hedge right now. One of my favorite things to do and in honor of Tyler, I feel like it's appropriate. I feel like we're in for an upset this weekend. Oh my
1: lord. <laughs>
0: We have to be. We have to be. I don't know which game. I don't know which game, but I feel like we are We are in for an upset. Um, I'm just putting it out there. Now, may I go on to pick BC and Montreal? Very well, I may be. You'll have to stay tuned for the rest of the episode. Uh, but we are tied 57-25. Tyler, a distant third and out of the running uh, for first at 51-30. And, and Peter... Forgot to put turn in his preds. He is a forty seven thirty-four. And uh not quite officially, but uh after this week, probably most likely officially the basement uh boy. He has to pick
1: opposite of Tyler and get all of them correct. Yes. For the rest of the season.
0: Yes. So for likelihood postseason. Not very high. Um, before we move on Can you to imagine... That would be, I'm going to tell him that's what he has to do. He's got to do it. I can't wait. Um, Before we move on to the uh, playoff predictions, we should do a little review of our uh, final end of year leaders, league leaders in passing yards, uh, rushing yards, and receiving yards. Um, We will go back. I can tell you that I picked uh, Zach Caleros Kadeem Carey, uh, Dalton Schoen, uh, I was wrong on all of them. Though, annoyingly, I was—I got second place in receiving yards. Uh, down the list, uh, all the way down in 12th, in ru- or sorry, second place in passing. 12th in rushing, and then third uh, in receiving were my picks. So I feel confident that I did well. Obviously, Kadeem Carey uh, dealt with an injury. Uh, but leading the league in passing yard was a big play V.A., Uh, just missing out on that 5,000-yard mark with 4,769. Leading the league in rushing yards, Brady Oliveira, 1,534. And leading the league in receiving yards, Tim White of the Hamilton Tiger Cats with 1,269. I would also like to give a shout to our guy, Brady Oliveira. Now, he was tied with Dustin Crum, but an actual running back leading the league in rushing touchdowns is something I would never have that happen because <laughs> now Brady Oliveira is tied for first with nine and AJ Ouellette is uh, tied for third with eight, but the other people uh, tied in that top three and top uh, one position are all quarterbacks. We have right. to go down to the eighth position to James Butler. So, there's you just go down who led the league in rushing touchdowns. It's all quarterbacks, but Brady got uh, tied for first. So shouts to him. Um, and then I will also shout out only one receiver, Dalton Schoen, with double-digit uh, touchdown receptions this year. Um, you know. That's kind of interesting to me. I think that a big part of this is probably what went on in BC and in Winnipeg. You have so many different guys to throw the ball to. Rasheed Bailey had six. Drew Olatarsky had six. Kenny Lawler had six. Nick Dembski had six, right? And similar in BC where Alexander Hollins, nine. Keon Hatcher, six. Dom Rimes, six. Um, Justin McGuinness, five. So you had just the top two quarterbacks in passing touchdowns, um, Caleros and Adams really spreading it out. But interesting that only one receiver cracked the double-digit mark. So there's our review of that. Matt, any reactions to that?
1: Nothing huge. Um, no, I, I think uh, I, I think your note about uh, depth at the receiver position is, is league-wide. Um, yes. Very difficult, you know. We started the weekly leader preds about halfway through, and you kind of had an idea what team it was going to come from. And maybe next year we can work that into the points if you get guess the right team. Um, although I guess that's (laughs) that's covered by the quarterback prediction, but yeah, you can say, okay, I think it's definitely going to be out of BC today, they're playing Saskatchewan uh but it could be it, like truly one of five guys. And every team had the opportunity just about for three to five guys to lead in a good effort, all right? Obviously yes. you can have you can have bad efforts from a team and some, some guy leads the the team with 34 yards. but you had especially on BC and BC, where you would have five guys that could go for 100 yards any game. Yes. So, isn't that awesome? Great depth. That is yes. going back to the, the the opening question. Like, that is the big thing. The big silver lining about the CFL season is the quality of play at the receiver position.
0: Oh, it's exceptional. And you know, last week or the week better, before, it's gotten much better as well. But I think, especially the battles going on, because the quality of play at uh, DB has also mm-hmm. improved greatly. Um, and I think that is, uh, you know, just an exceptional uh, level of talent in the CFL, um, which the way the game's set up, that's where you expect the battles to be taking place. It's a passing league um, with the waggle. Um, you know, it's always it's meant for entertainment through the air. So I think just having that so many talented players to maximize that
1: uh, I have has actually definitely been never... highlighted this season. I've never publicly advanced this. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't even think I've brought it up to you guys in the group chat. But every time I see somebody talk about scoring in the old CFL in the 90s, I, I have to think that it was just a problem of talent level at the DB position. Because anybody who was good anybody who was good that would play receiver and there were just not enough good receivers to get funneled to the db position Scorching. and so you, you just had a bunch of terrible terrible okay de- defensive backs
0: all right i feel like you got to talk to somebody i mean obviously you weren't you weren't around then like you got to get somebody on the horn you should just call like one of the guys I like call, um, I don't know, uh, like Matt Dunnigan or somebody and just be like, Hey Matt, how may, how'd you put up all those yards? Were you playing against just plumbers <laughs> at DVDs <laughs> couldn't guard anybody? What's the deal <laughs> with that there? Uh, so that would be interesting. I, yeah. I love that take. Um, Oh, also I'd like to shout out while we're on talking about the CFL rule set, um, if you're a loser and you are advocating for the CFL to change the onside punt rule. You should stop watching sports um, because you are lame and you don't understand that sports are invented to be fun and cool. And a player punting the ball to himself and making the defense look like a bunch of idiots uh, because they laid off <laughs> on a second tomorrow. and long is the defense's fault.
1: Um, no. Respect no. the
0: rules of the game.
1: No, the, the, that, that'll be patched, and it, it'll if, be patched. If,
0: if this happened in the NFL, it's it's not the NFL. So no. what do you want like it, that, that'll stop. get rewritten and it should. No. That is it will no. not get rewritten. It will not, it will not get rewritten because that yes, would be it an embarrassment it, it and disrespectful to the history of the game.
1: Now what I I do think should continue is what I what I think is the the spirit of the rule, which is punting it past your the first down line and fielding it so i think we can they can make that change and then i don't know i i think it's i think it's dumb and call me a loser if you want but i, I think it is a stupid call you
0: a loser if i want don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> um all right we've had our fun it's time to get down to the nitte gritte. and by that i mean Predicting the winner and the loser of the division semifinals. Starting first at 12 p.m. Pacific, three in the east. Uh, I don't honestly, I was going to say it in French, but I've, my schooling has failed me. Trois, all
1: right.
0: Trois, no. no. I don't know. Uh, Hamilton is traveling to Montreal to take on. Uh, the Montreal or the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, now, as we've stated multiple times, the Alouettes swept Hamilton uh, in the regular season series, including a victory this past week for whatever that is worth uh, over the now third string quarterback, Taylor Powell led Hamilton Tiger Cats. The expectation is that Hamilton is going to trot out Bo Levi Mitchell, Matthew Schiltz, um Shilts as a runner, Boa is a passer. Um, obviously, you know what Montreal is bringing to the table with our boy Cody, um, Matt. You are have yet to be passed in the pred, so you do have to make the first prediction here. Okay. Who is going to win the Eastern Divisional Semi? The
1: winners are the fans. Yes. Uh, winner Montreal, loser Hamilton. Hamilton did not win the mental game this past week. They're going to go in big underdogs of the two games. I would say this is the more likely of the upsets, um, but I'm I'm sticking with or I'm, I'm switching allegiances to Montreal. Um, yeah, at home, I think it'll be a Montreal victory. Yes. I'm in agreement on that one.
0: I do think Montreal gets the dub. Um, I think that uh, I'm just interested to see what sort of strategy these teams uh, employ. I think I'm wary of Montreal falling into a two-and-out routine. Um, we got to make sure we're getting positive yardage on first down. Uh, it's time for Standback back to come back and be a force. I think this would be a great uh, re-entry after what was not, a, not an outstanding uh, comeback season uh, for our boy, Willie Stanback. Um, so uh, something to think about there. Um, but yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, but yes, I do think Montreal gets the job done. Um, now, do we have a player performance prediction for this one?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, let's drop. Let's just ride with my guy, Uh, Cody. We're going to say Cody Fajardo, 246.5 yards passing. 246.5?
0: Trying to go back. Yes. Okay, and you are going to pick what in that regard? Under. You can pick under. Under 246. Okay, well, let me take a look. Like, don't, you know, I've got to get, you know, let me uh, get the year in review. Uh, Cody, 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 246. You know, I think he's going over that one. He had 292 uh, in week three against Hamilton. He had 318 in week nine against Hamilton. Um, And then uh, only 55 yards in week uh, 21, though he was 6 of 8. I think he has Hamilton's number, so I think he goes above uh, 246.5. I will actually say he had his only 300-yard game of the season against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Important to uh, Oh, no, sorry. He had one other against the BC Lions. Uh, but he did have his highest passing yards of the season against the Ticats. So Cody's going over, Matt. So there okay. we differ in that regard. Love it. Okay, any final thoughts on this matchup?
1: I'm excited for the game.
0: That is an interesting way to look at things. Let's move on. Let's talk BC Calgary. Now, this one has an interesting wrinkle in it because Calgary did defeat BC somewhat handily, some might say, 41-16 uh, in Week 20. Now, it was not a totally healthy BC team. Vernon Adams did start the game, uh, but he was hobbled by a knee injury. Dane Evans came in in relief and unfortunately was not stellar, uh, throwing three interceptions. Um On the other side, Calgary was not stellar either. Um, Certainly not Jake Mayer, who was a 10 of 21 for 123 yards, though he did have two touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, So kind of an odd little uh, stamp to their season series um, with Calgary getting the last lick in. Uh, With that being said, see uh, this one... Dude, I just feel it. I honestly think I don't. Yes, honestly think. I think yes. Calgary is going to win this game. Yes, yes. I don't yes. know how. Good for you. Good for I you. don't know how, but like, because I don't even want it. I will be rooting for <laughs> BC. Like, what? Why the hell would I want Calgary to win this and just go get we? Because that's the thing. I know what happens if Calgary plays Winnipeg. BC, I think, has a shot. Um, although as the season's gone on, I've certainly felt that there's even, uh, a fair bit of separation between Winnipeg and BC, uh, as exciting as BC is. Um, but there's just something that's, I've said it in previous weeks where I said, Dickinson is going to pull something out of his hat. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way. Um, but this is just the way it is. So I am picking, uh, I am picking, uh, the Calgary Stampeders.
1: Okay. Sue me. Ah. It is what
0: it is. I, I ju- it is what it uh, is.
1: Listen, that's that's what we're here for. Truly. Yes. Uh, I will not be doing that. I will be taking the British Columbian Lions. Smart. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I love it. I. am... Uh, I admire the chutzpah. I just don't, I just don't see it, especially with the last two mayor performances. I would say that if, um, if they had a, if Jake was playing better, I could definitely see myself picking Calgary, but just with how he's playing, I just can't do it.
0: No, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's a bad idea, but I just, (laughs) I, I, it's, Everything in my body, like, it's like, I know it's the right thing to do because no matter how much I want to pick BC, I just feel it. Yeah, I hey, feel it. So go with your gut. So I just got to go with my gut. Like Like I said, I said this last week, Calgary is a team that they have the talent level to beat anyone. Now, they obviously don't have the actual playing level to beat anyone or else they'd be a good football team, but this is football. This is one game. This is any given Sunday, and they put it together. I do think they can get the job done. Um, however, having said that, what I would look for this week uh, is for Vernon Adams to have about 500 yards passing.
1: <laughs> okay. I enough. think
0: that's an equally likely uh, possibility. So just something to keep in mind there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, But I am intrigued to see, I think, I think the storyline we've talked about all year is BC's lack of a run offense, specifically allowing teams to stay in the game. They have difficulty milking drives. uh, And I think that that may uh, play a factor in this one uh, in giving Calgary, Calgary uh, multiple chances uh, late in the game. That's all I have to say. I'm done talking. I feel guilty. I don't want to do it. Uh, Like I said, I'm rooting for BC, but this is just the way my body feels.
1: Love it. I love that so much. I knew you
0: would. I knew you would. (laughs) Hopefully we get to watch this game and don't have to uh, leave too early for our great uncle's 95th birthday party.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking like, oh, what have I got going on this weekend? I guess that. Here's we'll the spend thing. the whole morning playing Fortnite OG. Well, we're then... golfing that morning, actually. <laughs> oh, we are golfing that morning.
0: We're golfing that morning. Um, you already record? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yes, we, uh, we are going to uh, golf that morning. We will then watch the Eastern semifinal. Um, we will then watch as much as the West as we can. Uh, and then we will uh, enjoy a, a lovely celebration um, of our great uncle's birthday. It's going to be a great time. What more can you ask for? Matt, you still uh,
1: there? I am still here. I'm just, I'm just wondering if we're going to have <laughs> if Tyler, how quickly Tyler could get on. <laughs> get
2: oh, my God. Ba-ba-da-ba. In
1: case you forgot
2: or fell off. Tyler Bum, blah, blah, blah. how are you man oh, man I for- totally forgot the daylight savings it happens a week earlier before you guys
0: on a Tuesday
2: no it happened on su- it happened on Sunday but I I set my alarm for oh. for si- for six not thinking oh actually I would have to get up at five
0: I thought oh, it's sprang forward or fall
2: back? Fall back. Wait, am fall. I going to
0: get an hour less sleep that
2: is, <laughs> this weekend? That, that is, no, you no, we fall back. Yeah, you fall back. You, It's good. You, you so get, get, an hour more. get an hour more sleep. You get an extra hour of sleep. Now what you?
1: Yeah, so it's actually seven. Yeah,
2: but now what you what you do get. But he's
1: saying that Germany fell back. Already. So oh instead of nine hours ahead, they're God. eight hours ahead now.
0: Germany. This is probably the worst thing that country's done. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Anyway, Tyler, we have recorded and we have given our preds. I will not tell you what our preds are <laughs> until you can, can predict yourself.
2: Can you give me a little uh, of the uh, the preds standings real quick? I'm just curious.
0: You are you have lost. You have to, you are far you're, behind. Matt and I are tied probably. for first. With 57, uh, you are a distant third at 51, but you are well ahead of Peter, who has 47. So all you need to do to not lose to Peter uh, is either tie or beat him in one prediction
2: for the rest of, for the for these last remaining five games.
0: We have five preds remaining, and if you beat him in one prediction, you will defeat him and if you tie him in one you will guarantee yourself at least a tie yeah. the I mean, odds are Tyler. To, he has yeah, to he pick has to opposite
1: him. of you and win and get them all
2: and right he's there. not gonna listen to the pods so there's no idea if we pick. <laughs> <laughs> no he's,
1: he's just to be fair i do i think we, that... i think we should tell him i think we should tell him what you predicted mm. and allow him just the opportunity to, just to, pick to just be just to see. yeah okay
2: it'd be fun, it'd be fun. Fun. Which game is he going to pick? It's a great question. Does he does he hold out for later, or does he does he just go? No, no, no. He
1: he has to pick opposite every game. Oh, that's there's five remaining games. <laughs> He's four points behind. That's you. Amazing. In order to win, he has every to time. predict opposite of what you do and get them all.
2: Around. This could be the greatest underdog story. For every game. Okay, well then I'm going to go with the, uh, the. All you
1: have to do is predict a game correctly. Yeah, I'm going t- one game out of the next five. Uh,
2: are you ready for it? I'm going, for the first weekend, Tie Cats Lions.
0: Okay. So that means that sounds Pe- good.
2: Peter's fate lies in the hands of Dave Dickinson. Good luck, Peter.
0: Tyler, <laughs> okay. how would you feel? Now I want you to guess which one of us picked the Calgary Stampeders. Uh,
2: Matthew Boyleau picked the Calgary Stampeders
1: hell no i'd never put my hands in jake Mayer's hands i'd never put my hands hands life my life in jake Mayer's hands that's correct tyler i have picked the calgary are you out
2: of are you out of your mind what's going on did something an injury did an injury happen to somebody that i don't know or something
0: no i just it's as i explained early on i just it is A feeling that I cannot get away from, no matter how much I rationalize it. I understand it's insane, uh, but it just feels true to me.
2: It just feels true to you. Um...
0: It feels true. As I sit here today, the only thing after I say BC is a much better team, they have a better quarterback. I think Rick Campbell currently uh, is a little more in control of the operation of his team. Um, they're at Is home. Malik Henry back? Nope. Oh. They're better defense. And I say <laughs> all these things, and I say, I think Calgary wins it.
2: Yeah, sorry. I think the biggest problem here is that BC's at home. If it was Calgary hosting the game, sure, maybe give you a, a shot. But it's, there, there, classic there's... Classic
0: BC place home field advantage. There are
2: absolutely no way that Calgary's winning a game at BC. Just not, It's just not going to happen.
0: It seems unlikely. Now, I would like to address your selection of the Hamilton Tigers. Hit me with it. Um, Montreal swept the season series against Hamilton. Hamilton is still uh, kind of kicking the tires, testing out this two QB system. What makes you pick the Tiger Cats?
2: Uh, I think I predated them at the beginning of the season. All right. So you just said that's the only way for it to be true. Yeah. Some would say they're due for a win uh, against Montreal. I would say they're due for a win against Montreal. They just played they just <laughs> played them and played fine. Uh I, the tie Cats in the in the to end the season were pretty good. The only the only except right, that that is correct. Uh the only exception would be a thirteen point loss to the Argos, which is forgivable. Other than that, they or actually they lost to the Argos twice. They beat beat the Bombers, beat the Stampeders, beat the Riders, played the Lions within a field goal. So and they lost by two points to the Alouettes. So all their games were either wins or three-point or less losses. So I just feel like they'll be all right. Uh, and also, I, I'm curious to see who get, who do you think gets – did you guys – I don't know. You already probably did your uh, stat line preds. I think one of them should have been who gets more pass attempts, Taylor Powell or Bo Levi Mitchell, because that would have been a, a good
0: – Taylor Powell will not get a single pass attempt in this game. It
2: will be Matthew – Sorry, Schultz sorry, sorry, fo- Brain fog. It's okay. Um and who would you think would get more more pass attempts in this game? I,
1: I Which would ha- brings have brings up to, a good point. I would did have not to do a player prediction. Okay. For BC Calgary.
2: Oh. Did I did I just walk into this one? Alright. We doing it.
1: Well, it's up to
0: me actually. The player pred for BC Calgary. Um I think it's only fitting that we call back on one of our favorite stat lines. Yes, uh, which is Kadeem Carey <laughs> over under 9.5 carries.
1: Oh. Tyler, please kick us off.
2: They're going to be down in the game and Dickinson does is just not going to do it in the under.
1: He's just not going to For me it's under. He
2: he he would need to do it to, from the get to actually have a shot in this game but he, he won't. He's going to he's going to do what what Matt is unwilling to do which is to put his life in the hands of Jake Mayer.
0: <laughs> All right, so then let's I Wait, do I I will wait, wait. for the sake of my pick, I will say over. I will. I will add another question. Wait, do I? Do I, This one is. Do I have to? Lofty. Was I
2: supposed to play Calgary for my Grey Cup final? Oops, my bad.
0: Don't. I think you can forget about yeah, that. Yeah, I can definitely. forget about that. Over under Jake Mayer. Thirty five pass attempts. Thirty five point five.
2: Oh, that's an instant over from from your from your boy.
1: Pass. The, uh, I just don't think they're gonna have the ball that much. Just think of how many plays they would have to run from scrimmage.
2: They're not going to. They're not, not going so to. They
1: are going to run it a little bit. Yeah. But I just don't think they're even going to have that many. Like they so would have to have forty some odd in plays from scrimmage.
0: Games he went over thirty five, eight times. So it's yeah. pretty even. And I honestly I, didn't even under. know that when I set the line. So incredible line. <laughs> I'm saying
1: under. I don't think they're going to have the ball that much.
0: I would have to say under, but that's that's the one to look at. If it's over, they will lose. It actually needs to be under for them to win the game.
1: <laughs> I no, we're gonna have to miss uh, Paul's birthday he, just because I, I have to watch this game now. There's now way too much writing on this game. Here's the thing about old people's birthdays, <laughs> they've had plenty of them. He
0: said ninety four of them. Like get over yourself. That's what I think. that's what i think um so that is what we got now tyler now that you have joined late though um i'm going to put you on the spot here uh and i'm going to ask you the question that i asked matt to start the pod which is looking back on the 2023 regular season what is your takeaway what is your vibe what will you remember uh of weeks one through twenty one
2: I, I have to say that I will remember the Argos' dominance this season. Um, Interesting. I will remember the the rise of VA. Ooh. VA, the rise of. No,
0: I said ooh. Ooh. ooh.
2: Yeah, uh, and I will remember the the disappointment of of Calgary. Okay. I think that's uh, for me as like a, a personally, especially the disappointment of Calgary because I I just pinned. A lot of my fantasy hopes on them, and just a lot of—I uh, think I credit them to, to get to the the Grey Cup. So, um,
0: well, today, tomorrow, or Saturday is the first step in that direction.
2: Yeah, um, and then I'll also remember the the QB, the the new. Actually, this—you know what—the this season is it's the best QB overall QB play season we've had since.
0: Oh, I disagree
2: with that. You do. Interesting. Um, I think there are a lot of ex- more exciting young quarterbacks coming out of the- going into next season than there were than there was hopes coming in. I think we were we were scratching our heads. I think that's true. I-, I think we were scratching our heads coming into the season. Uh, w- w- you know where the quality QBs were going to be, and I think we ended up with at least entertaining QBs. Trey Ford is is an extremely entertaining. You know even f- even like someone like who who ended up not playing well at the end of the season, but Dustin Crum had a few games in there. Where, you know it was exciting to watch the Ottawa Red Blacks for a few games. Um, so I think every team at least had, even Jake Mayer threw for 400, over 400 yards several times. You know, every team had a QB that at least, you know, at at some points of the season played well. So, um, I think we saw a lot of high highs for some teams and a lot of low lows for some teams. And then of course, boring old Winnipeg, just plowing on winning the West again, just
0: getting getting Who? Who would you say at the end of this year is your least favorite player in the CFL?
2: <laughs> is this, is this a question just for me or did you guys already answer this question?
0: I will answer this, but I would like to know what you think. first. Who's my
2: least favorite player in the CFL? Oh, I want to, I already dumped on Jake Mayer for being fat this season, so I'm not going to, uh, I'm,
0: that was rude, I would like that, to
2: say. That was, that was, I will say that in retrospect, a little bit rude, maybe. Um,
0: have you looked in the mirror lately, Tyler? Been, I'm looking all right. I have no idea. what I haven't seen you in a while. Okay. Time,
1: <laughs> for,
2: for those want, for those one, but something in that
1: reaction tells me maybe it stuck a nerve. <laughs> uh, cool.
2: Might have, might have gained a kilo or two. Went over the... Well, the knee, injury, yeah. Then
0: Jake Mayer hasn't been dealing with any injuries. Yeah, has
2: Jake Mayer hasn't had any surgery in the last six months? So, um, yeah. no, I'm, I'm thinning out again. We're all we're all good, we're heading back, we're trending in the right direction. Um, that's the way to do it, and uh, always be trending. And did 20 miles on the bike yesterday, no big deal. Um, I, I'll go with Jake, I think just because I was just so disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I was so disappointed. I mean, you said play my dude. It is the
0: cycle of Tyler. as you become his favorite player in the league, you play poorly, and he immediately discards you. Oh, this... I just, I just pray that he doesn't select like Va uh, or Trey Ford as his next favorite players because that's just like, oh well, there's the end of that. They're going down the drain.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mostly am a coach, a coach hater in this league. Not a player. No, I'm not. I am a, I am a player hater. Uh, so for me, you know, Jake is is actually lo- much lower on the tier of, of dislike for for a lot of coaches in the league. So Jake, take that with the with the grain of salt. So I had to pick. I had to, it, it I had to pick nice... somebody, and it's only there's only eight teams in the league, so. Nineteen, oh nine. Teams, nine. There nine.
1: It is a nice counterbalance to John's blind optimism. He's still trying to talk himself into Trey Ford. The season is over. It's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: All right. The
1: why one would, thing, you, I why would you put Trey Ford in the same breath as Vernon
0: Adams? Like, nah, because they're both sick. <laughs> no, that's all there is. That's the currency in sports. Yeah, I'm sure. As I said earlier, I said the currency was wins and losses. Wrong. The currency is: are you sick or are you lame? Um, and Trey Ford is sick.
1: It is you. You can only be a Blazers fan for so long. That before yes. By being a blind optimist, you can only go into any every season saying Blazers are going to win the championship this year. Shoot, man,
0: listen. <laughs> Not everybody got to enjoy that 2006 season from Travis Outlaw. He was incredible. He was, um, I don't even know how to describe it, just uh, a next level talent. Incandescent. Stretched the floor uh, the way him and Joel Prisbilla teamed up. Um, Really, I felt it could have been something special. But uh, the powers that be, it's always the NBA trying to stop the little (laughs) man. Anyway, we're bumping up against the hour mark, which means this is a perfectly timed pod uh, for our listeners, guys. Any final messages to our people before uh, we let them go and enjoy a beautiful CFL playoff weekend?
2: Happy Halloween!
0: Happy Halloween!
2: It already
1: today when we release this Wednesday the first is a holy day of obligation. To so check uh, your local mass you times.
2: Have <laughs> I have a question. What what does that mean?
0: Uh, we'll do that off air. O- obligation to, of
2: what? Enjoy
0: the CFL. You're, playoffs. Obligated, to we'll the CFL, you. you're
2: obligated to watch the CFL. You're obligated to watch CFL playoffs. That's what he's saying.